Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. My voice is going. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Thanks for tuning in. And again, I apologize. I've had this Gainesville crud or whatever it is for a while. And uh, doing my best to get rid of it, but not doing well. So... My apologies. And as fate would have it, we have a a guest list today that uh, is quite large. So um, we hope that you will uh, bear with me here. Zach is going to take your calls. And uh, I'm hoping to get uh, Mandy O'Leary. Got the right number, Zach? Is it, are you getting a voicemail? Okay, we'll, we'll try to get her. Yep, she's, she's ready to go, so I hope you got the right number. All right, yeah, you got to, it's the right number. All right, we're having trouble with the phones. Great. Okay, I I have no idea. But try doing 352. Try that. Okay. Or I'll maybe have her try to call us. And if we can't do it that way, I'll have her call us. Um, All right, so we'll wait to try to get Mandy as uh, Gator Lacrosse is going to wind up its regular season taking on Jacksonville today. Final home regular season game. Um, All right, I think we have her now. Good. All right. Looking up. Later on today, we have a lot of people we're going to get on here guest-wise. We're going to hear Blake Alderman talk, Gator football recruiting from 24-7 Sports. Uh, Mark Emmert. The NCA president steps down. We'll talk to Dennis Dobb from CBS Sports about that. Well, let's bring Mandy in now as her ninth-ranked Gator lacrosse team, 11-4 and four overall, welcomes Jacksonville, who's good. They're 11-3. and three. Mandy, it's hard to believe it's your final regular season home match. It's gone by quickly, hasn't it? Holy moly, it sure has. <laughs> the season has gone by so quickly. I mean, I just feel like it was... You know, we were in the preseason in February, and now here we are in last home game. So, yeah, it's been crazy. You are playing very well right now. What, what, what's caused that? Why are you playing so well? You know, I credit our players. I mean, they're just they're out there every day. They're working hard. Um, they're, I mean, they're just a great group of kids. I mean, uh, I have the best job in the world, you know, being able to work with these girls every single day. Um, it's just fun, and, and I think they're having fun. Um, which is is a obviously a huge battle in today's 
you know, society. So they're just, they're out there having fun. I'm having fun. So can't, can't say anymore. I remember talking to you at the start of the year, Mandy, and you, you, you were fielding a very young team. I, I would imagine this team's grown up pretty quickly. Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, we're very young. We, uh, we start uh, freshmen, two sophomores, and a, and a junior on the attack. Um, and then we also start another freshman in the midfield. So we are, we are definitely a very young team, but as I said, they've matured really quickly. Um, they've grown up fast, and um, they're, they're playing at an elite level right now. Tell me about Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is always great. I mean, it's always that in-state rival. Um, you know, it goes back a long ways. Uh, you know, we both started the program at about the same time. So there's always just that, you know, that rivalry. Um, and it's exciting. It's exciting. Last week we or last year we fell to them in the regular season um, at Jacksonville and ended up beating them in the NCAA tournament. But it's it's always a battle. It is always a battle. You know, one of the things I think that's fascinating to me, Mandy, is somebody who, you know, watches lacrosse but didn't grow up on it. You know, there's just as many statistics in your sport as there are, you know, baseball's got ERA or, uh, you know, batting average. Well, you know, you've got shooting percentage, uh, assist per game. You, you rank in the top 35 nationally in a lot of categories. What's been the strength of your team so far, do you think? I think it's our chemistry, um, quite honestly. Uh, you know, our team gets along really well. Um, at times, we're, we're a little bit too unselfish, in my opinion, where we always want to make that extra pass in, instead of just putting the ball in the back of the net. But, you know, they're, they're grinders. These, these kids, they go out and they, they play with their heart. Um, and that's, as a coach, you know, you, you can't ask for anything more. I mean, if there's a 50-50 ground ball, um, they're, they're, they're putting their heart and soul into getting that ground ball. If there's a, you know, a shot um, that's deflected, they're, they're there, they're going for it. Um, so, you know, I think it's team chemistry, and I, I just think it's that, that will to want to win. I don't think I've ever asked you this in all the times I've had you on here. How much work do you do with the kids in terms of tape, you know, watching the opponents? How much do you put into that? You know, a good bit of our a good bit of our our practice is devoted to film. Um, we we watch a ton of film. Uh, a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams are very methodical. They they have a certain offense they they run. They have a certain defense they run. Um, so a lot of lot of time is spent. Um, <laughs> in that film room probably more than than those kids want to be there but there's a there is a lot of time devoted to film you know just like in you know in football um, you know there's there's offensive you know plays there's defensive plays there's different schemes um so yeah it's a it's a whole lot of time in that film room last question for you where do you think you've improved the most from the start of the year to now I think in the draw circle, you know, we, we have, you know, we, we've always been very good at the draw, um, but we lost our, you know, our best draw taker um, last year with graduation. Um, and we brought in a sophomore um, who has done a, a fantastic job for us, Liz Harrison. Um, she's a, you know, she's a Florida girl. So she's done a fantastic job for us. And, you know, it's a place where we kind of fell a little bit short in the beginning of the season. We were still trying to you know, work our work our players in and out um, in those positions. But I think I think that's been a huge improvement for us. And you know, obviously in any sport, if you have the ball, 
the other team can't score. So <laughs> that's that true. A little bit of an advantage. Yeah. Well, tonight it's two top twenty-five teams. By the way, Florida number nine, JU number twenty-two. Opening draw will be at six thirty over at the Diz. It's Florida's last regular season home game. So go see him play and cheer him on. And Mandy, I always appreciate you being here. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. You got it, Coach. Thank you. Mandy O'Leary has done a really good job with that lacrosse team. And again, 6.30 is their match time. All right, today, if all goes according to Hoyle, Ashlyn Sullivan from the Jags, one of our grads, uh, will tell you about what their thinking is with the NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Uh, also, Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports. We'll talk Gator football recruiting. And Dennis Stott from CBS Sports, who wrote a great column. Uh, if you go to cbsports.com, he wrote the column concerning Mark Emmert stepping down as the NCAA president. And boy, what's going to happen now with that organization? You know, is, is it still going to be viable? All kinds of questions we will ask him. 12:13 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN 98.1 FM 8:50 AM WYUF 98.1 FM at 8:50 AM WRUF I'm Matt Spiegel and I'm the host of the brand new podcast Beat the Streak Daily Every weekday this major league season I will update the state of Beat the Streak The rules are simple each day pick one or two players you think will get a hit and if they do your streak continues Sounds doable right but so far it's been impossible to win and with millions of dollars on the line no one has ever gotten to 56 Subscribe now to Beat the Streak Daily wherever you get your podcasts and play Beat the streak for your chance to win 5.6 million dollars gator baseball season is in full swing and you'll catch every second of the action right here on wruf gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by auto er auto er for the life of your car cox upgrades your equipment at no additional cost to help keep your wi-fi fast so you can keep up with your son hey mom and your son's friends hey mrs g all of them, including that one kid whose name you always mess up. It's Drubbin. I think it's Kevin. Seriously? Help keep your Wi-Fi fast for everyone with equipment upgrades from Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi. Requires Panoramic Wi-Fi. Available software updates push to Gateway, and every three years you're eligible for an upgraded device. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Other restrictions apply. More than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida. And sadly, more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait, put it down, and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Gainesville Highfield MRI is growing and expanding their business. Construction is underway and later this year they'll be adding x-ray and ultrasound capabilities. If you need a scan, go with the best. Gainesville Highfield MRI. There's a reason why so many doctors refer their patients to Gainesville Highfield MRI. They're kind and compassionate. They help with insurance issues. They're claustrophobic friendly and the scan times are so much quicker than other imaging centers in the area. Gainesville Highfield MRI located in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now 
knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference Program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers Offices Gainesville City and Ocala. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. Live coverage of the first round of the NFL Draft starts Thursday at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. We will open the phone lines for a segment here. 392-8255. You can also email srussell at wruf.com. Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports will join us at the bottom uh, of the hour. You know, when you look at the NFL draft, I would I don't think the Gators will have more than three maybe four guys drafted. That's If that's the case, that's the fewest since 2014. Yeah. Um, I think they'll have a first. I think Elam will go in the first round. And But he's the only guy. Um, now, if things got squirrely, and, and you're looking at the positive end of this, I think most people think that Damian Pierce, Zachary Carter, and Elam will be picked. I, I think those are safe. But I don't know if anybody else, maybe DeLance as an offensive lineman, um, but I don't know about anybody else. I do think you're going to see free agents. I think Valentino and uh, guys like that will get free agent contracts. But I don't – this this will be a, I think, a pretty lean year when it comes to the draft, when it comes to Florida players selected. We shall see. In baseball yesterday, in the SEC, two SEC teams lost – Missouri lost 3-2 to two to Missouri State, and LSU lost 9-4 to four against Nolens. Ole Miss, well, I guess technically three. Ole Miss beat Mississippi State 5-2. to two. That's the annual game they play in Pearl, Mississippi. Auburn beat Jacksonville State. Auburn's having a heck of a year. 
They beat Jacksonville State 8-4. to four. Arkansas struggled to beat Central Arkansas 2-1 to one in 10 innings. Alabama beat Sanford 9-3. to three. Kentucky did win their midweek game. They beat Dayton 12 to, uh, 12 to 1 in seven innings. And Georgia uh, ripped Georgia State 16 to 1. Uh, the AM game against Sam Houston State was canceled. So that's what happened in terms of SEC baseball. If you have, it's, it's not going to happen again this year. It never will. If you're a Jags fan, ESPN is reporting today the Jaguars and left tackle Cam Robinson uh, have reached a deal three years, $54 million. He was supposed to play on the franchise tag this year, but he'll make more money than that now. According to ESPN, he ranked 48th among qualifying tackles last year with an 86% pass block win rate, which is just below the average of 87 and a half. So a guy that's, think of the money. I'm not knocking him, but think about that, right? You're just below the uh, pass block win rate and you're making $54 million. Pretty good. All right, let's get a couple of emails here if we don't get any calls. We have a lot of guests today, and I sort of planned it that way. But I cannot believe there's not anybody that's a Jags fan, a Bucks fan, or a Dolphins fan that doesn't want to weigh in. Now, the Dolphins don't have a lot of picks. I, I, I grant you that. But if you have a favorite team, I always throw it out there. Give me who you think they will pick and who you would like them to pick. Tomorrow... We're only going to do one hour because the Rays will play. They'll play Seattle in an afternoon game tomorrow. And then Friday, we'll digest the first round of the draft and see what you think about that. I don't know about you. I like the draft. Always have. Now, I don't like some of the showmanship and all that, but I – there's some people who just don't even watch it. I, If I'm home, I'll watch it. I'm not going to stay home to watch it, but if I'm home, I'll watch it. I will watch tomorrow night just to see who does what. Uh, Carl emails. There's a good question here. He says, Steve, if you take a look at what Gator Baseball has left and you think eight and four will get it done, how confident are you that if the Gators get 14 wins, they get it to a regional? I'm pretty confident. And the reason is their RPI. Their RPI is like 12. That will help them. And whether or not anybody will ever tell you this, pedigree matters. Florida has a history. And even though it's not supposed to be like that, you're supposed to be rated on your merit of that year. Come on. That that you cannot tell me that will not help. It will. So, yes, I'm pretty confident. Uh, Harold emails. Got a football question. Uh, 
Steve, going into the year, what unit on the defense is the strongest? What unit on the offense is strongest? That's a good question. You know what? I, I really like Florida's offensive line. I think that unit has got a chance to be pretty good. The receivers, and on paper, okay. Running back room's good, too. But I, I think the offensive line has a chance to be really good. Defensively, I like the back end a lot. I, I like the back end. There's a lot of experience there. I think there's some uh, growing depth there. I like the back end. Really good question. Uh, Peter has an email here. All, all emails today. I don't know why. Uh, he says, Steve, so far with MLB, you have to be happy with your Mets. Uh, who's been a surprise? Who's been a disappointment? Well, the Mets have been a surprise. I'm not going to tell you that I expected the Mets to get off to the start they've gotten off to because I didn't. Um, I think the biggest disappointment is the White Sox. I had them pegged to win this. Now, they've had a lot of injuries, but they're like 6-10. and 10. And, and you can recover from that. that. That division is not a strong division. So to win it, you don't have to be great. But I would say they're the biggest disappointment. Um, in the National League, the biggest disappointment, I, I don't really, I, I think it's pretty gone, much gone according to chalk, hadn't it? I mean, in the National League, well, I mean, the Braves are below 500, so maybe them, you know, through 18 games. I'll say the Braves. But otherwise, I mean, the Reds have only won three games, but I don't think they're going to be very good. And the NL West has four teams right now that are pretty darn good. So I hope that answers your question. Dennis Dodd is coming up next from CBS Sports, their columnist. Go to... The website, great column on the resignation of the NCAA president. Where does it go from here? We'll discuss that with him next. 1226 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. 
I can walk again. I can cross my legs again. I can wear heels again. After years of living with chronic joint pain, Andrea Southard is now living a normal life pain-free thanks to natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. We tried everything, and my husband had heard the commercial for QC Kinetics on the radio, and he told me to call him and check it out. That phone call changed Andrea's life. QC Kinetics used powerful natural biologics to treat her aching joints. It's high-tech precision medicine that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue with no surgery and no drugs, providing lasting relief. I felt like I was in my 20s again. I could tie my own shoes. Really the little things that you don't think about. Pain in your hips, knees, back, shoulders? Get rid of the pain now. Call QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. You know I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand new milkshake. You know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can order ahead at DickMondells.com for a quick pickup. Also, Dick Mondells is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondells.com. Dick Mondells, burgers and fries, great food and great shakes, too. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see mostly sunny, partly sunny skies this afternoon. Highs climb into the middle 80s. While there will be a lot of dry time, there is a chance for an isolated shower or thunderstorm during the afternoon and early evening. Once we lose the heating of the day, though, those storm chances will diminish. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows fall into the upper 50s. We'll see highs a little cooler tomorrow with the low 80s. We do one thing back up, though, by this weekend. From the UF Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. We are joined by Diana Lucini. What up, Dada? Good morning, Kate. You're telling me you don't go on Instagram and look at some people that you used to be I, friends I with? I wouldn't even, Diana, I couldn't even tell you how to log into an Instagram. <laughs> right, he doesn't know <laughs> what Instagram, Instagram is Instagram. yet. You know. Into a Instagram. Yeah, I don't even, I, don't, I have no idea how this stuff works. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. 
Well, the NCAA's longtime president, Mark Emmert, stepping down. Now, who replaces him? What's the future of that organization? Go to CBSSports.com. Dennis Dodd wrote a terrific column about this. I'm going to get Dennis to talk about it. Dennis, always a pleasure to have you back. Um, this this is no surprise here, although, as you said in your column, giving him an extension when they did was certainly one. But who wants this job now? Who would take this job? Well, even and thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, beyond, beyond that, what is going to be the job? Yes. What's the NCAA going to look like? I think there's a reason that he's going to stay on um, till 2023. It gives the Board of Governors, who's going to conduct the search, a lot of runway uh, to get those questions answered. Uh, you know, the Constitution is being rewritten in the moment right before our eyes. What's that going to mean? You know, whatever, whoever takes the job is going to have to, first and foremost, appease the power five and everything they want. Well, we already know that they're going to bring the hammer and break off, probably, because they can. There's no other reason. Um, and then so what does that mean for Divisions 2 and 3? I think Divisions 2 and 3 are fine. I mean, nobody cares about them. There's no controversy. There's no money. So this is going to be all about appeasing the power five. Well, speaking of that, with everything that's out there, if the NCA can't or won't uh, solve issues like the NIL, I don't see Congress doing this either. Dennis, do you? No, I don't. Um, and if they do, be careful what you wish for, because typically and the, the NCA wants a, a partial antitrust exemption so they can rein in NIL. Uh, that's basically the issue. Well, if you're a senator in Michigan or a senator in Texas or one in Florida, it's working pretty good for your athletes right now. They're big collectives. They're making a lot of money. What interest do you have in giving the NCAA an antitrust exemption when now it's really the horse is out of the barn? Whether, whether people like it or not, it's becoming pay for play, and whoever can offer the most uh, wins. And it, it, it's not changed from what it was. It just used to be all under the table. And now it's above the table, a lot of it, in NIL. And the coaches are getting frustrated because they're being held accountable. Before, the, those, those who would dabble in those waters would say, I need that guy, go get him. I don't care how, how you get him. I just don't want to know. Now they're saying, well, why did we lose that guy? You know, why, why did Tennessee get that quarterback? They're offering $8 million. So it's all out on the table. Now, I don't have any sympathy for the coaches, but that's the way it is right now. Well, let's – uh, I'm not sure if this is the best or worst scenario, Dennis, but let me throw this out. Congress doesn't want this. The NCAA can't do this. So does that mean the Power Five steps in here? What, if, if those two things don't happen, is that the next step in your view? I, I think the next president has to keep the Power Five on board so that there is an NCAA. Wow. Because... We all know that that tournament and all the other revenue that funds these schools comes from football and basketball. And if they're not happy and they leave, then the NCAA is just a bunch of Olympic sports, minor sports that looks like the what used to be the old AAU, the Amateur Athletic Union. And then, then the Power Five go off and do whatever they do, you know, have their own tournament. The CFP basically runs college football now, so that's happening. Um, but they've got to make sure they're happy, whatever happy means. 
Is there a scenario, Dennis, when there is no more NCAA? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think so. I mean, let's see, in December of 2020, the Knight Commission, that's a reform-minded group out of D.C., uh, made this you know big, huge presentation that the CFP should break off and handle Division One uh, or FBS football and just incorporate itself and, and do that. Um, in exchange, they would be on the hook for health and medical welfare, which I think is probably going to happen anyway. Um, but basically calling out uh, football and saying, you know, why, why, you know, why make this how it is now? Let's be real about this. Why don't you guys break off? And it all stems back really going down a rabbit hole to uh, the fact that the NCAA doesn't sponsor FBS football. They have nothing to do with it. It's a division within athletics, and all the money goes to those schools. But those schools still get voting privileges, and that's the problem they had. So, yeah, I, I can see that. It could be – there could be nothing. It could be – the you know – Athletics in the college realm might be called uh, the college football playoff. Wow. Yeah. Dennis Dodd, our guest here, columnist for CBS, CBSSports.com. Dennis, look into your crystal ball, and I think this is coming, when there's going to be unionization, when there's going to be whoever's doing this is negotiating with players or some kind of union. Do you see that? I I do. Either some sort of collective bargaining, pay-for-play, which – by the way, we have already. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, and, and those who don't accept that, I hear all these coaches whining about NIL and transfer portal right now. You may not like it, but you better not go public about it because you either have to adapt or die. Because these kids will just go somewhere else. Oh, you don't take transfers, Dad, most Sweeney? Oh, you don't like that? I'll just go somewhere else. Because um, you, you've got to be supportive of it. None of them like it. None of the coaches like it. It's just because they're upset at roster management. And it's stuff we shouldn't care about. It's stuff you and I don't care about. But it's stuff that comes across their desk that's something more that they have to do. We all have jobs. We have added duties that we don't like. It's harder to keep and assemble a roster. Those who embrace that now are going to win. Nick Saban, um, Kirby Smart, uh, Billy is doing it at Florida. Mm -hmm. So those who do it are going to win. Uh, last couple of things here. Jay Wright leaving kind of hinted at, uh, you know, I don't like some of the changes being made uh, that, are, that are, you know, in the sport now. Do you see more coaches stepping away, Dennis, because of this? I do. Um, you know, I, I'm not close enough to that situation to say uh, – you know, absolutely that that's why he stepped away. I mean, he may be back in the NBA in two years. Yep. He may be back at another school. He's 60. So, yeah, is that a factor? Yeah, I think it's absolutely a factor. I just said all these coaches don't like it. But if you don't like it, get out of here. The, the money's pretty good, you know. And the buyouts are even better if you fail. So it, it's just the way it is. But you see a lot of administrators, uh, you know, Bob Boldy, uh, the Big 12 commissioner, this month uh, announced he was going to retire. And I think a lot of that has to do with him. He's 70 years old now. COVID has worn on him. I, I mean, fighting it, not having it, just right. you know, dealing with it as a commissioner. And this stuff we're talking about, he he put uh, two years of his life, two years of his career on the line 
trying to help develop uh, NIL. He put two years of his career on the line, uh, you know, trying to get the expanded playoff done. You know, neither of those things happened. The NCAA gave up on NIL. We know that from July 1st. And the ex- expansion didn't get approved. So at his age, all the things he's done, it's like, why do I need this? You know, and whoever's going to have to negotiate the next Big 12 contract is going to have to live with the next guy, not me. So, you know, good for him, happy trails. But I do think it is wearing on people. Last question. You've addressed this on the show before, Dennis, but I want, for those who maybe didn't get a chance to hear you, would the CFP not being able to expand the playoff field? Where do you see see that now in light of everything else that's going on? Uh, I don't know if we can attach it to NIL or the transfer portal or Mark Emmert or any of this other stuff. I think it was just separate. Uh, I think it didn't pass because, oh, I guess maybe it wasn't vetted properly for with three new commissioners coming in. But the big the big move there was when Texas and Oklahoma joined uh, or what's going to announce that they were interested in the SEC last July. That created a measure of distrust to the point that you had that alliance formed between the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. Subsequently, they voted against the playoffs, so we know where they're coming from. Yep. And so if I think there was no Texas or Oklahoma, I think the thing would have passed with flying colors. The, the mistake the CFP made was they, they put it out there without being properly vetted among their people it was about a year ago. I think about a year ago today. They put out a press release, this general press release, saying, oh, we had the CFP meetings. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. In the 17th paragraph of the press release, they <laughs> dropped this bomb in there. Do you remember this? Yeah. They dropped this bomb in there that we're looking at a playoff model of up to 16 teams. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's a separate press release. That's a press conference. That is. They thought they could sneak that by people. They didn't realize the implications. That got, that surprised everybody, and I think put everybody on edge. Like, how is this going to work? How are we going to be involved? I think it'll get done, but it may be a period of years. Well, if you want to see more and read more about Mark Emmert, uh, Dennis Dodd's column on CBSSports.com is there for you to do so. He always does a good job with that. And, Dennis, I always appreciate you. Thanks for taking time. All right, Steve. Thank you. You got it. Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com columnist. Now, Gator... Football recruit Knicks, prick up your ears because Blake Alderman, one of our grads from 24-7 Sports, is going to talk about what Billy Napier and crew are doing right now on the recruiting trail. 12.43, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my 
team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products. Friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. In 2022, everything we value is under assault. Everything we value is under assault. Our elections, culture, what it means to be an American. If you love this country, then you need to rock the red. Rock the red. With special guest Eric Trump. Saturday, June 11th at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. A date proud Americans get fired up for the battle ahead. See Eric Trump, Roger Stone, Patrick Byrne, Joe Flynn, and more. Tickets are on sale now, but won't last long. An event patriots like you must see. Go to rocktheredflorida.com. Rocktheredflorida.com. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Auto ER. Auto ER for the life of your car. The College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida congratulates our students who graduate this weekend. We are proud of everything you've already done and that you will accomplish in your careers. And remember, it's great to be a Florida Gator. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Well, there's an old saying, 
in whatever sport you're in, recruiting never stops. That's good for Blake Alderman because Blake covers college football recruiting for 24-7 sports, and he's going to now join us. Blake, I know there's a lot of people who go to your website who follow recruiting religiously, and this staff is now out. So I guess I'll start here. The the knock on Dan Mullen was that group did not recruit well. So far from what you've seen, these guys are just the opposite, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think whenever you have that, uh, you know, army of staffers that they call it, you know, from, you know, guys off the field and different people in the recruiting offices, um, I, you know, I think that that's been a big help. You know, I think whenever you see so many guys that this staff has had come into campus and, you know, I, I think that one thing, obviously, whenever you're dealing with a school like Florida, it's common, you know, in the spring and the summer to have a bunch of guys come to campus. You know, I mean, Florida is one of those schools that, you know, out-of-state guys come and visit, in-state guys, it's not very far to go, you know, get out to Florida and go check them out. Um, but I think one of the, the more telltale um, things of, you know, seeing the staff's recruiting efforts is you've seen so many of these kids, um, especially guys in the state of Florida, that are taking multiple visits to Florida. I mean, there's some of these guys, you know, like a four-star defensive lineman, Derek LeBlanc out of the Kissimmee area, or an in-state lineman like Bryce Lovett out of the Rockledge area. I mean, those guys – both apiece have made something like five, some you know, five or six visits to Florida just from you know January to now. So I think whenever you're seeing some of these guys take such frequent visits, I think that uh, you know that's definitely a, a, a good sign. Um, you know, really wanting to come back and spend time with the staff, get to know them, get to know the program. Um, you know, just from talking to a lot of these guys when they visit. You know, obviously maybe my, uh, part of the guys that have visited under the old staff. You know, they really kind of sung the praises of the coaching staff and you know said that they're a lot different than the other staff. Um, you know, you have guys that, you know, say that, you know, they didn't really hear too much from the old staff, um, and that's really changed from this new staff. You know, not only is it, you know, one or two guys, you know, talking to these, these recruits from the coaching staff, whether that's an on-field coach or an off-field coach. I mean, you have three to four guys talking to these coaches. Um, and, you know, even Billy Napier being the head coach, he's still very aggressive in recruiting. So I, I think that the, the, the things you see are very much night and day. Uh, it's obvious, Blake, as you look at this roster, it's in need of an upgrade in terms of talent and in needs of an upgrade in terms of numbers. Is Florida getting, you know, the, the again, a big knock? Well, there's no five-star guys. But Florida seems to be getting looks now from those types of players. Is, is that true? Yeah, you know, I definitely – you've seen a lot of these five-star guys. You know, a, a guy like five-star cornerback Cormani McClain has been giving Florida a heavy look. Um, another five-star like A.J. Harris, you know, they've gotten a lot of these guys, the five-star guys from IMG, to make multiple visits. So you're starting to see a lot of those five-star guys really give Florida a solid look. And, you know, whenever you're dealing with a five-star, you know, those are the guys that you really need to roll the red carpet out for or the orange carpet that the Florida staff calls it. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing them really put in the effort because those five-star guys are being recruited heavily by some of the big dogs in college football. So if you want to compete with those guys, you have to continue to recruit just as hard, if not harder. And, and I guess that's my next question, because Alabama's not going away. Georgia's not going away, and, and yet Florida has to try to climb that mountain. Kentucky's been better here, you know, of late recruiting. How, how big a gap is there still, Blake, between Florida and some of those premier schools in recruiting? You know, I would say that it's still a pretty big gap. You know, I think whenever you've got a lot of those teams, you know, that you mentioned that are, you know, fairly regular college football playoff teams um you, you already know you know a, you know a guy like Nick Saban you know you know that if you go to Alabama 
nine times out of ten, you're going to win a national championship before you graduate. And then Georgia's been on the come up, winning that national championship last year. They've obviously recruited really well. So I would say that there's still a pretty big gap. You know, I think that um, whenever you're dealing with those, there, you know, there's a couple schools out there whenever you are, are recruiting against them, you always kind of go, man, like this isn't going to be easy. And, you know, those are the types of schools out there, you know, the Clemson, the LSUs, those types of schools that still recruit really well. You know, you know granted, LSU hasn't, you know, really had a, a much of a playoff run outside of that national championship year, you know, as far as consistently. Um, but, you know, I, I still think there's a pretty big gap there. Um, and I think that obviously, um, you know, just continuing to look at guys in the transfer portal, um, continuing to try to build those relationships and, and bring those top tier type of guys in there. Um, you know, if you start getting, you know, one, you know, one big time recruit in there obviously gets a bunch of other big time recruits to give you even more of a look. So I think that, uh, you know, there's some foundation that needs to be built. I know that's something that Billy Napier has touched on, you know, just, you know, trying to stay patient, you know, but at the same time knowing that it's a talent acquiring business. Um, so, you know, I, I think that Florida, if, if they continue to, um, you know, recruit as heavily as they are, um, you know, get some of these dominoes to fall, you know, that that's going to be a big help for them. But, you know, there's still some ground to make up on some of those big dogs out there in the recruiting world. Blake Alderman, our guest, covers college football recruiting for 24-7 sports. Blake, uh, as you look at the transfer portal, I'm a little bit surprised that there's not more big names in it. I mean, I, I think the 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 uh, thought process for Florida was get to that portal, you know, get some guys in it for immediate help. But th- just as looking at it today, that seems a little bare. Do you agree? Uh, it does, you know, and I think that a lot of that has to do with you know some of those guys. You know, th- there are restrictions now. You know, as far as you know, guys in the SEC, there's a certain date to go in there, whether you have to sit a year or not. Um, so, you know, I think that that puts Florida in a handicap because if a guy, you know, let's say a guy goes in the transfer portal today, you know, uh, going to another SEC school would cause you have to wait a year. And whenever you've got all these other schools that are, you know, putting together NIL deals and giving you a chance to play early, I think that that's a handicap for, you know, some of those SEC guys to, you know, stay in that conference and, you know, go over to a different school in the SEC. Um, obviously, May 1st is another deadline for guys to enter that transfer portal in general. So I think that that's kind of changed the timeline of things with the portal i think that now you're starting to see you know postseason heading into spring ball you know maybe there's a couple guys here and there whenever spring football starts up that you know gives it a chance to see how spring goes maybe weren't feeling it and they decide to enter the portal but i think the the new timeline is with these restrictions and dates put in there it seems like you know right after that season maybe sometime into the season but i think the heaviest time that you're going to see these guys go into the portal now um, is right after that season where it's you know kind of right finishing up National Signing Day, and then it's time to turn your attention to the portal. And I think with Florida, I'm surprised, you know, whenever you see Billy Napier go up and, you know, talk during those, uh, I think it was the first scrimmage to where, you know, that they felt like they needed a lot of depth, that they were going to be heavily in the portal. And, you know, there's been some guys that they've obviously recruited, but, you know, for, for a coach to go up there and say that, you know, they need to be really aggressive in the portal. I don't just, there's just isn't, a, you know, an abundance of names that you've seen Florida really recruiting in the portal too. And I think that that has to do with a lot of, you know, obviously the SEC hindrance there where you, you know, it's hard to sit there and pitch a guy saying, man, we can eat right away, but it'll have to be next year because you have to sit. So um, I, I'm a little surprised that they haven't been more aggressive. Again, they, they have recruited some guys, but, you know, whenever you have a coach in there and says they're going to be aggressive, I just haven't really quite seen the, the aggression there so far. Last thing, I mean, May 1st is the day, Blake, when I, I mean, I, I guess a coach can say, for the most part, 
this is my roster for 2022, you know, give or take. At least there's a drop-dead date there. In your view, do you think there'll be some changes along the recruiting trail in terms of different dates when kids can go in the portal? Do you think that's going to keep changing as we go down the road here? You know, I think so. You know, I think whenever you're still trying to figure out the best way to do things, you know, even, you know, with NIL being a new thing, you know, there's not really a ton of restrictions on that right now. You know, I think that there are a lot of things that are still new in college football, not to say people transferring are a new thing, but just the abundance of guys that now have that that avenue to transfer. I think you're going to start seeing some restrictions. You know, I think it's something that the NCAA or, you know, whoever deals with that is, is really kind of tinkering things around. Um, so I would think there's going to be some changes. You just see so many changes in college football in general, and they're still, like I said, trying to get a grasp on, you know, what works best for everybody and, you know, what makes the most sense and all those types of things. So I, I could see some changes in there. Um, obviously throwing in those new dates as far as May 1st, and I believe February 1st was the one for the SEC transfer rule um, to where if you go after that, you will have to sit a year. So um, I, I think there could be some changes. You know, I, nothing that I've heard on the horizon or anything that's concrete, but I just think that as they continue to, to kind of move and, you know, kind of move with the, with the flow of things, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some changes. Well, Blake, as always, where can people see your work? Yeah, Swamp 24-7. It's the uh, Florida Gators 24-7 sports site. Um, spring football was a really busy time for us there. Florida's coaching staff is on the, uh, on the recruiting trail right now for that spring evaluation period, so we've been keeping up with some of those stops that those coaches are at, you know, I'll be at a practice actually today and in the next couple of weeks to, you know, see some of these guys myself that Ford is targeting, you know, get some film of those guys. Um, and obviously, you know, June is that's, that's, you know, heavy official visit season. So it's going to be a busy couple months. I'm looking forward to that dead period in July. The staff's definitely <laughs> been keeping me very busy. So I'm like, you know, man, why don't you guys take a vacation or something? You know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that July dead period, but it's going to be a busy couple months as far as recruiting and, you know, Florida football, man, it just it, it never sleeps. There's always something going on. Yeah, no doubt. And as those things unwind, Blake, we'll get you back. Always appreciate your work, and thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. You got it, Blakey. Blake Alderman, one of our grads, uh, doing a great job covering Gator football recruiting for 24-7 sports. Uh, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour, you're going to meet a Gator football player, get to know a little bit, and then Ashlyn Sullivan's going to join us. Uh, she's working. She's also one of our grads. Uh, she's working in the Jacksonville Jaguars media, and she will let you know her thoughts on uh, what the Jags might do come draft time tomorrow night. Hard to believe after all the hype. I mean, ESPN starts the NFL draft hype like as soon as the NFL regular season ends. And it kind of all now uh, comes to a head as it starts tomorrow night, and we will have live coverage of that beginning at uh, 7 o'clock. In this hour, thanks to Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports, Mandy O'Leary, the Gator Lacrosse coach. They play their final regular season match at 6.30 tonight over at the Diz. Uh, and to Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com, their columnist for joining us as well. Join us for Hour 2. That's coming up as you listen to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Don't go through another summer with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. That pain in your back, your knees, your shoulder, it can now be treated with the latest in precision medicine using natural biologics, growth factors that can restore and repair damaged tissue. 
really exciting stuff here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving you access right here to this modern day joint pain solution. You can get lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, no downtime, and no surgery. You've heard Emmett Smith raving about QC Kinetics. You've read or seen other high profile people talking about it. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can help you get your life back. Take action now. Get a free consultation. Powerful, effective joint pain treatments with natural biologics are here. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. If you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market. Fact is, home values are at historic highs. The challenge is, you're also probably concerned with the things you can't control. Low inventory, rising interest rates, and well, just turn on the news. You get the picture. Hey, it's Steve Russell. That's why I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Scott has programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees and thousands of buyers creating higher demand and multiple offers. Need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next home? Yes, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control. Your next step is to call Scott Caldwell at 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000 or visit Caldwell Has the Buyers. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. For this Wednesday, Zach is producing the program today. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us here. Uh, we had a good guest list in the first hour, and we're going to continue that in the second hour here. In our collaboration with the Gator Collective, going to give you a chance to get to know some Gator athletes here a little bit better. And I'm going to get to know Dejon Reynolds, wide receiver for the Gator football team, sophomore, 
uh, and he joins us now. Good to have you, Dejan. Welcome. Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, tell us how you got to Florida. Our Gator fans always want to know how you matriculated from Illinois to get here. So how'd you get to Florida? <laughs> well, I actually, I moved from Illinois when I was like 13. So I moved from there to Atlanta. And then in Atlanta, I played uh, Central Gwinnett. And then my senior year, I had Trent for the Grayson. So, you know, I, I've been in the South for, you know, about six years prior to me going to Florida. So, you know, it was a better change from, uh, from there to, to Georgia. What did you like about Florida? What made you choose the Gators? Um, I felt like, you know, everything was um, fed my character, you know what I'm saying? You know, besides from the football part, you know, they had uh, production from NFL receivers, you know, before, you know, they were a top university in the school, you know, and I felt like, you know, they had the books, you feel me, and the, um, and the athletic part to, you know, contribute to where I needed to go. Um, you have a brand-new coaching staff here. What are your thoughts so far about uh, Billy Napier and your position coach? <laughs> uh, I love Coach Napier and Coach Culver. You know, they're both very wholesome guys. You know, they care about us. You know, they're, they bought in to us. You know, um, they take, uh, Coach Napier, you know, he's taking on that road. You know, he's embracing everything that has come within Gainesville, you know, and I'm just excited to, you know, uh, see where that takes us this fall. Uh, you went through a spring, and it, was there a, a big learning curve, you know, from the previous administration in terms of offense, you know, without giving away the offense? Does the terminology different? Was there a big change that way? Um, I feel like it was much easier, you know, um, with, uh, with with Coach uh, Mullen, you know what I'm saying? We ran, we ran more of a spread offense um, while I was in Coach Napier. We run more of a, you know, double tight end set sometimes, you know, here and there. But, you know, since – Coming from that spread, I feel like that you learn most of the aspects, regardless, you know, um, of the game. So I feel like, but I feel like since I've been in spring, you know, Coach Napier's offense has been way easier, way easier to learn. You know, it's going to be a great. Uh, one of the things I think is interesting to me is that when you were younger, I always want to know this: Did you play a lot of different sports? When did you decide you really wanted to play football? <laughs> well, in Illinois, it's a little different. Uh, you know, down south, you might have to wait till you're five or six. I started when I was turning four. Wow. So, I mean, uh, football always been, and I'm talking about contact. And I ain't talking about. Uh, <laughs> when you were four? Yeah, when I was going to turn four. In Illinois, it's a little different. Uh, <laughs> that sure is. They not, they might not care that much, but, you know, I feel like me being on this early age, I always felt like, you know, football was going to be there for me. You know, I, I played a lot of other sports, but I feel like football was gonna, always going to be my number one. Wow, that's amazing. And you started out that young and you were doing contact stuff too. That's amazing. Um, where do you think you've gotten, uh, where you've improved the most from the time you got here to now? Um, from the time I've got here, uh, are you talking about like the football aspect? Yeah, 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 yes. Um, on the field, you know, I feel like I've gotten a lot better since, well, since Napier has gotten here, I feel like I've gotten a lot better, you know, controlling my body, you know, controlling the things that I eat. You know, he takes that nutrition stuff to the next level, you know, he really wants us to eat, you know, what we need to be eating. You know, I feel like I feel really good. I done slimmed down some pounds, you know what I'm saying, cut down that fat and gain a lot of muscle. So, and I feel like I could really move well than when I first got here. Um, so, I feel like that's played a big aspect, you know, coming in the spring. Now, I would imagine your dream is to play pro football, but academically, if you didn't play pro football, what are you in school for? What do you want to eventually do? Um, I love houses, you know, ever since I was in Illinois, since I was a kid, I love houses, you know, I feel like 
I'll be good, you know, real estate business. I love flipping houses and stuff like that. So I feel like I'll I'll probably pursue that. When did you I'm I'm interested now. You got me hooked. How'd you get interested in houses? What what fascinated you about it? <laughs> okay, so I used to like where I used to go in school at when I was younger, uh-huh. it wasn't the suburb. I used to I used to go to like maybe like a suburban school. Um so it would be a lot of big houses. And I used to be in those houses from, like, you know, friends and stuff like that. And I was always loved, like, the houses, like, the layouts and stuff like that. So I just always liked it when it was like that. So that's, that's turning, basically turning nothing into something. Like, it'd be a bad house. You know, I could flip it, you know, have more income. So that's really cool. I feel cool. like that would be a good thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Last question for you. Um, there's a lot of um, uh, anticipation about this team. Um, what do you do now? As an athlete, you know, spring ball is over. You don't start summer ball for a while. So what do you do in the interim to stay in shape and to get you ready for fall? Um, well, me, well, we've we probably been out of school. Well, you know, the sp- spring game was on the 14th. So today's the 27th. So, you know, I, I took um, – we had we had a Patriot. We had a conditioning test, actually, that we took last week. But since then, you know, I've just been resting my body till now. Um, to, today was really my first workout I did. I was resting my body until I got to Atlanta. I came back to Atlanta to see my mother. But um, i just been training in the offseason back in Atlanta. You know, I'll be working in Houston a little bit, you know, to keep my condition up, you know, stay uh, to keep better on my craft, you know. Okay. It's been really cool talking to you, man. And uh, pursue that house thing, man. That's really good stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. And I uh, hope we get to talk again, Dejon. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Appreciate you. You got it. Dejon Reynolds. I love doing those interviews with those guys because I hope I can give you a sense of what they do off the field and what they want to do uh, as well as on it. Um, All right. We're going to have one more guest in the hour, uh, and then we will open the phone lines for you. But we can take a call now real quick, uh, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com as Zach uh, produces the show today. Um, so we'll do that. Ashlyn Sullivan's going to be our um, final guest today talking about what the Jags might do in the draft. Tomorrow, only a one-hour show, 12 to 1, because we'll be carrying Rays baseball for you. Get to John. John, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, enjoying your, your guest, as always. Um, but Something you'd said yesterday after after I called, um, you're talking about, you know, Gator Standard, you know, where, you know, Kevin O'Sullivan and Tim Tim Walton have earned their stripes. And I think I, th- I couldn't agree with you more about that because of what, what they've shown and what they've done here and their tenure here. And they're, and they're totally different from somebody like a Dan Mullen. However, heed a caution of that because – in the past, we're just segment recent past. What, especially let's take Tim Walton for example. He's he's had girls that have had that it factor. What do I define it factor as? What these girls could come come in and and and, and be clutch hitters or clutch players, you know, and 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 those dying moments. Taking Kelly Vaughn here, what she did, you know, her record and what she accomplished here, you know, speaks for herself. You know. I'm Amanda not sure Lynch. where you're going with this, John. What, what's okay? Okay, let me finish what I'm saying. Well, but I'm it's taking a long to... time, so I'm just trying to get to get to get to where you want to go. Okay, so I'll make that short about saying the it factor. You know, other 
you know, the Hannah Adams. I'm not sure. Maybe he's missed out on some players. Maybe because maybe they're young. But I don't. I don't see the aspect of that where they are today. I'm not sure we have the it factor. So you don't think Falby is, is a is it is an it factor player? I'm sorry. You don't think Falby is an impact? Well, she's young. She's young, so it's hard to say that. We we've we've missed we've missed a, we've missed a cycle is what I'm saying. You know, look at look at the pitching we've had in the last ten years, and then we've missed a cycle after Kelly Barnhill. So my point is, even though these coaches have earned their stripes. I'm not saying that you know there's no way, shape, and form that they're they're on the hot seat. That's what I'm not saying. But if it comes to a point, you know, after a while, they're going to be in, they're going to be in the same boat as uh, uh, Dan Mullen is because you know are they their X factor? Are they going to be going out there getting these premier players? Well, I think that's the case with any coach. Anybody, right? I mean, and again, it also depends on what the standard is that a fan thinks a program ought to be at. I mean, again, uh, Skyler Wallace. What, what, well, see, what's missing here is Florida doesn't have offensively uh, a player that's hitting 15, 20 homers. Correct. Th- this year. So if you want to say, you know, they missed on that, okay, le- le- legitimate. But, you know, Skyler Wallace is hitting 400 with 40 stolen bases. I think that's an impact player. You know, Falby's hitting 390 with, I think, 28 stolen bases. That's an impact player. So they've got impact players, John, but maybe not, you know, in, in, in terms of a long ball. In a moment of the game. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. they get a stolen base, and the next thing you know, you know, two strikeouts, and you're in an in in yeah. inning. So yeah. All right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Thank you, John. I- Appreciate the call. Speaking of that, coaches on the hot seat, a coach – who has barely been with the Gator program, is out. We will tell you who that coach is next. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Since 1988, the Alachua Conservation Trust has helped preserve more than 54,000 acres of land and wetlands in 16 north-central Florida counties. From easements to historical preservation to environmental education, your donation to the Alachua Conservation Trust assures these lands and new ones are protected for generations to come. Visit AlachuaConservationTrust.org to learn more and to make a donation. That's AlachuaConservationTrust.org. A recent study showed there are over 4,000 religions in the world. Now, that's a lot of choices. And God has given us the freedom to believe what we want to believe. Yet more and more people, frustrated with organized religion, are choosing to have no religious affiliation at all. Maybe you're one of those. Perhaps you've had a bad experience or been hurt by someone in your church or synagogue. If that's the case, I can only imagine how you must feel. But please remember, Christians are not perfect people. No one is perfect. And as Christians, we often fail to model the character and the spirit of Jesus. So instead of just searching for religion, consider having a personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus. You see, religion is based on what I think I must do for God. Christianity is based on what Jesus 
has done for you. It's a gift. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. When couples come into International Diamond Center looking for engagement rings, they have lots of pictures from websites, from Pinterest, from designers they love, and 99% of the time, we have what they want. The brands that we carry are the brands the consumer asks for, the, the girls ask for, your future bride asks for. IDC owner Keith LeClaire explains how IDC is always on the cutting edge because we partner with the world's leading designers, names like Takori, Viragio, Henry Dossi, and dozens more. Fashions come and go, but why do some brands stay forever. It's because they stay relevant. IDC was chosen by these acclaimed designers, in most cases, as the exclusive retail partner in the region. We try to provide the best of the best at the most current merchandise in the market today. International Diamond Center, giving you access to the most sought-after brands in the world with a five-star shopping experience with no compromises. We want people to feel comfortable, relax, educate them, give them high quality for the right price. Store hours and more at shopidc.com. Protect your hard-earned savings from inflation with Radiant Credit Union's Adjustable Rate Certificate. Many investors are waiting and watching as interest rates continue to climb, but inflation could be eating away the value of your savings. Our new Adjustable Rate Certificate lets you invest now, knowing that twice each year, your rate will automatically adjust to keep up with interest rates. Learn more at radiantcu.org protect. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. Live coverage of the first round of the NFL Draft starts Thursday at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, a coach at the University of Florida is gone. Soccer coach Tony Amato is let go. He was hired in May of last year. He didn't last a year. 4-12-4 and four overall. Now, when he came here, he came from Arizona. It was his 19th season as a head coach. I will get into this more um, but in Scott Strickland's statement, he says, quote, my thorough evaluation of the soccer program is there's a disconnect between Tony and his athletes, unquote. We will delve more into that shortly. Right now, one of our grads, Ashlyn Sullivan, joins us. She's working with the Jacksonville Jaguars, doing all their videos and in-house stuff and doing a great job of doing it. And, of course, the Jags now set to have the number one pick again in the draft. And, you know, Ash, I bet you don't want to have that anymore. Having the number one pick in the draft is good, but it's not good, right? 
Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, one second. Sorry, Steve. We're doing a draft rehearsal right now, and it's all of a sudden very loud. Oh, <laughs> okay. Running where it's not loud. Uh, okay. Yeah, not having the number one overall pick for a year would be awesome. It's funny. We had a pre-draft press conference last Friday, and Trent Balky said, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the last time that I'll be the general manager for number one overall pick, insinuating that this year is incredibly important for him to get this right because we all know Trent Balky is on short stints here. He's got to have a success this year, so this is an incredibly important pick. You just said something, Ash, that, that I think somebody hearing that would kind of scratch their head, that you know that Trent Balky's on a short stick or a short leash. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, so it was, um, I would say, this past offseason. It was this weird thing where fans really wanted Trent Balky to not be here because the connection to Urban Meyer, they kind of wanted to just absolutely – clean house but we all know that's easier said than done and Shad Khan Jaguars owner has ties to Trent Balky and he's seen him succeed so it's this weird thing right now where everyone outside the Jaguars building wants them to absolutely clean house and have no connection to Urban Meyer whereas Shad Khan is saying you know Trent Balky has done a lot of good for us right now but Trent Balky was the one on Friday that said yeah I'm not going to be here for a number one overall pick right now he's very self-aware and knows what's at stake. So it was kind of nice to have that honesty from him in that. Uh, I know that, you know, part of the, the gamesmanship of any team is to not, you know, even though everybody and their brother knew Trevor Lawrence last year, <laughs> not quite the same this year. Is there still, in your mind, Ash, some doubt about who they would take? There's a ton of doubt, and it's tomorrow. It's been one of the hardest drafts I've ever covered because right now we have four – considerations we have evan neal the tackle out of alabama we have Iquanu, the tackle out of nc state hutchinson out of michigan and walker out of georgia those seem to be the four those would make all the sense in the world but we keep hearing every day that it's changing so i have as of now have those four prepared because, you know, a lot of work we have to prepare for four picks instead of preparing for one pick for six months like we did last week trevor i, I started preparing for trevor last november yeah um in your view Given the roster makeup right now, Ash, just in your personal view, where do you think Jacksonville, what would make the most sense to you? I am always been Team Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, the edge rusher. I just feel like the Jaguars are in a state right now where they need the safest, strongest pick. This team won four or three games last season, excuse me. They're in a spot right now where they need immediate impact. I totally get the argument of getting an offensive tackle and building long-term for the future. And if that's your left tackle for the next 10 years, it's an incredible pick. But the Jaguars need help right now. They don't have enough good players. And if you can tell me that Hutchinson has Pro Bowl potential, then sign me up. I I just think they're not in a spot where they can risk missing on this. And if Hutchinson is the safest pick, that's what you got to go with. Uh, As the draft continues... Uh, what are some other areas of need, Ash, that you think the team will address? So many. There are so many needs. And the good thing is the Jaguars have 12 draft picks to um, fill those needs. And they had 10 free agents. So it, it's funny when you think about it, almost half of this roster is going to be completely new guys, 26 new guys. So the next biggest need, I would say, and it's going to be really interesting with the first pick on day two, the 33rd overall pick, does a wide receiver fall to them at 33. They use some of that draft equity to maybe trade back up in the first round and get a wide receiver. They, they don't have enough fast guys on this offense. They don't have enough weapons for Trevor Lawrence. So they got to address wide receiver. But I also feel like they can't force it at 33 if the Jamison Williams and all of those prospects are gone. 
by 33, maybe they wait. But but I'm very curious to see if they use some of that equity to go get a wide receiver and, and get one of those top names. Ash, let me let me throw this scenario at you. Um, <clears throat> I don't think too many people pegged Cincinnati to be in the Super Bowl, but they no, realized, so. <laughs> yeah, they realized Joe Burrow can't throw passes from his backside. So yeah. they went out and not only got him receiver help, which they have a good group of receivers, but they shored up the offensive line. So you, you just got Robinson now on a deal here that was just announced. Yep. Isn't that an important area, too, to, to get him protection? Oh, incredibly. And, and Cam Robinson is great for the short term. It's a three-year deal. If you get two solid years out of him, fantastic. But then what? And what happens if Cam Robinson goes down? He's been prone to injuries older in his career. So that's why it's so tough to pick this number one overall pick because you so see the argument for offensive tackle. Trevor Lawrence is your biggest investment the past 10 years in Jaguars history. So protect him. Um, they feel good about the offensive line, but if I'm Trent Balky and I know I have to protect my quarterback, good's not enough. I need it to be great. I need it to be the strongest suit of the team. So that makes a ton of sense to draft an Aquanu. Maybe he plays right tackle for a year or so and moves on to left tackle. There's nothing wrong with, with pushing the starters right now to secure their jobs. So I wouldn't scratch my head if they go offensive tackle number one overall either. Let me uh, end with this. By the way, Ashlyn Sullivan, our guest, uh, working with the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, doing a lot of their media stuff and doing a great job of doing it. You just heard her say preparing for four different people, uh, which is not easy. Um, (laughs) The running back position, I think, has been devalued a little bit in the NFL. You just don't see that many running backs going in the first round. Is that a position with Robinson being sort of a workhorse kind of a guy but not a – you know, breakaway threat. Is that a position where they would address in the draft, do you think, as well? Oh, yeah. It, it has to be addressed. I mean, you look at the Jaguars running back right right now, James Robinson coming off a major injury. Travis Etienne, their first-round draft pick last year, coming off a Liz Frank injury, and James Robinson tearing his Achilles. Those are two major, major injuries for running backs where a lot of people suspect they won't be the same when they come back from them. And that's your running back room right now with a couple – undrafted guys so I mean I don't think they can be secure saying that James Robinson and Travis Etienne are 100% ready to go coming back we've seen them on the field and they're doing some rehab but you can't feel good about just those two guys so they need to go get another stable running back piece that's why I say it thank goodness they have 12 draft picks because they just need so much help wow very candid of you to say but uh, hey that's where (laughs) things are and that's what the Jags are going to have to address I always appreciate you, young lady. Thank you. You've, uh, thank you're doing great you. work there. Keep it up. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. Ashlyn, thank you. Ashlyn Sullivan, one of our grads who's doing a great job working uh, inside with the Jacksonville Jaguars, handling a lot of their media stuff. All right, Rob's been waiting to talk a little bit. Rob, go ahead. Steve, am I coming in? You're coming in. Hey, um, yeah, man, well, what John was trying to say, I agree with him. We don't have that star player, but – I always, you know, my thing is ever since um, the coach lost Bill Roach, I believe that was the pitching coach, the great pitching coach that we had, um, there was a little bit of a decline in our, you know, our pitching coaching, our pitching, and, and it hasn't regained to that. But that's superstar status, and I don't expect that, but I, I do expect that the void should have been filled in a little bit better. Well, let don't me you? let me stop you there, Rob, okay? <laughs> okay? Because here's, I, I guess, what fans – don't understand, okay? And I'm not 
trying to act like I know more than somebody else does because I don't. But I do know the game, okay? What fans have to realize is the sport of softball has morphed, just like baseball has, into more of an offensive game. Florida's team earn run average is less than two and a half, John, uh, Rob. That's number two in the SEC. It isn't like they're giving up eight runs a game, right? But it's yeah. not dominant. It's not 1.15 or whatever it might have been. But nobody yeah, else is either. Nelson. It's not yeah, Nelson. but nobody and else is either because hitters now are better. They are. Yeah, I just think um, he made his money on, on a great pitching and great defense, and I don't know, I've seen a little bit of a slack. In and then, you know, you jump over to football, and what do you think? What, do you think that there was a decline at our quarterback position since the loss of Brian Johnson? And, and do you think you know, Mullen filled that void well? Uh, decline in the position. Well, I mean, Emory, if you're not on the Emory mm-hmm. Jones bandwagon, I mean, Jones struggled with Johnson here. Yeah. Right? Well, so Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just think that sometimes, you know, you're going to lose personnel. That comes with the territory. But I still, I still look back, even when Sully lost our heart and soul. That coach was great, the third base coach we had. I don't think he's, um, he's gotten that built that void either, though. But that's my opinion, Steve. And, um, you have a great day, brother. Yes, sir. Excellent listening to you. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate your call. 129 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll tell you more about the firing of Gator soccer coach Tony Amato, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. People who suffer from long-term chronic joint pain spend so much of their time acting, putting up a carefree front. It's exhausting. I was really tired of trying to act like I wasn't in pain because I was in pain all the time. Rick Rawlings didn't want everyone else to know that he was coping with agonizing shoulder pain 24-7. Yes, I had to put on a face (laughs) to cover up my pain. But then Rick found QC Kinetics, offering new lasting treatments for joint pain using natural biologics. Treatments designed to restore and repair joint tissue with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The results were amazing. I am... Very glad. It changed my life doing the QC Kinetics. Today, my shoulders feel wonderful. The cranky Rick is gone. He's not grouchy anymore. No more acting. (laughs) Feel like yourself again with a call to QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 
QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand-new milkshake, and you know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can also order ahead at DickMondell's.com for a quick pickup. And Dick Mondell's is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondell's.com. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Great burgers, great salads, and great shakes, too. Life is all about choices. Veggies or meat. Sleep in or hit the gym. Luckily, choosing Cox Internet over AT&T is easy. With Cox, you can always choose Internet that can deliver speeds even faster than 5G providers. With AT&T, you don't. That's easier than packing a swimsuit for the pool. Get Cox today, the no-brainer choice for fast and reliable Internet. Based on Gigablast download speeds up to 1 gigabyte per second compared to average download speeds over 5G. Download speed up to 1 gigabyte per second requires Doxis 3.1 modem with 2.5 gigabyte per second Ethernet port. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate, and remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach, and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We'll see mostly sunny and partly sunny skies this afternoon. Highs climb into the middle 80s. While there will be a lot of dry time, there is a chance for an isolated shower or a thunderstorm during the afternoon and early evening. Once we lose the heating of the day, though, those storm chances will diminish. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows fall into the upper 50s. We'll see highs a little cooler tomorrow in the low 80s. We do want things back up, though, by this weekend. The UF Weather Center, meteorologist Justin Ballard. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. And it feels like somebody keeps setting Ben Simmons up to almost be a pinata. I didn't think it was a good idea for him to play at all in the playoffs because he's not ready for this moment. I want him easing in preseason, a couple of games against some, you know, like the Sacramento Kings or Orlando Magic. Like, ease into this a little bit. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier. You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we will uh, take your phone calls here. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Patrick says, name two NBA players that you'd pay to see play. He says Morant and the Greek Freak. Yep. That, that might be my two. I mean, there's a lot more than that. But, yeah, uh, Doncic is another guy. Uh, I'd pay to see him play. He, he comes to mind. Top of, the, top of the circle, too, Patrick. Uh, 
Rodney's, or Rod says, <clears throat> what I've seen so far this year is our opponents in baseball, whoever they may be, battle pitch by pitch until the game's over. Our team is not offering the same commitment. When we have a good game, we do fine for the first four innings. Some people get their hits for the day, and they snooze the rest of the game. Um, Rod, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, if, 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 if I've played and I'm three for three and the fourth at bat, I strike out, I'm not real thrilled about that. Um, but he says the other team keeps battling until they eventually win. I think this is a greater weakness than our bullpen. Where is our competitiveness? I suspect we'll see the same pattern with Kentucky. They'll outbattle us unless we blow them out. Well, we will see. But again, I, I, I don't know that I would say they get their hits for the day and they snooze the rest of the game. So you're telling me, okay, I got my hit, so I'm not going to try the rest of the time to get another hit? I, I'm not sure I, I, I buy that. Matter of fact, I don't buy it. Uh, Gator Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. So I'm a big Celtics fan. Um, I was not expecting the Boro sweep, and I went and did some digging around, and I think the um, I think Cleveland swept Indiana a few years ago, and the total margin of victory was like 13 points or something. But the total margin of victory for us, all four games combined, was 17 points. Um, I don't know how much you watched the Celtics earlier in the season, but uh, if you told me then that we would get to the playoffs and have four clutch time games, I probably would have thought we went 0-4. I think this team has learned to close. So my main question is how much weight do you put into what we did to the Nets? Obviously, we're going to have to defend Giannis a little differently, but, I mean, are the Nets just not good? Or are we here to stay? Whew. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's two different questions. Um, <clears throat> look, the Nets are good when they're healthy and they're together. I think, I mean, I thought they battled their butt off in that series, okay? But remember, they went through an awful, by their own wounds, they went through an awful lot with Kyrie and, you know, not getting a vaccination, not being able to play some home games, you know, Durant hurt, uh, you know, new coach, uh, all that. Yeah, but I thought they competed, you know, pretty well. Um, as for Boston, uh, I don't watch a lot of regular season NBA, Mike, but I, I happened to tune into a game in December, and the Celtics didn't look good at all. And I yeah. just thought, Wow. Um, it's going to be a long year, you know, for the for the green, and give them credit, you know, they they found some guys that, you know, I think Horford's helped them do little things, uh, like the other day, you know, he got that rebound and some they have some other guys that are contributing now. So I yeah. think now, do I think they're going to be the favorite to win the East? Probably not. I, I still think you've got to beat Milwaukee if they advance. So we'll see. You think a Milwaukee with an injured Chris Middleton is going to be a favorite over the Celtics going into that season with Barbara Williams coming back? That's a great question. Um, I, I, I would say probably no, just you know, top of my head to say no, um, but you know, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. 
Um, so as far as the Western Conference goes, some series kind of going longer than maybe we expected uh, with Phoenix and Memphis. Um, is is the winner of the Dallas Utah series going to go to the conference finals? Now, I mean that we see what the Suns look like with Booker out, and I, I doubt he'd be able to return until like Game Three or Four at most, especially with a hamstring. How how dangerous that can be? Yeah, you know I, I'm I'm not sold on Dallas. I'm just not. I think they're really up and down. I mean, they have a terrific player, obviously. I love what Finney Smith has done there. Um, he's been very, you know, un- he, he might be one of the most underrated players in the league. He just goes out there and just does steady work, you know, most yeah. nights. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I, I, I just don't think Dallas is consistent. And part of that, that is because Doncic was hurt. I, I, I'll grant you that. Well, that series isn't over. No, you know, they had a, absolutely. They had, a, they had a better record without Doncic than with him. They're 500 with him in the series, and they yeah. won two of the other games without him. And I think um, Phoenix I, is pretty gritty, too. I, I, I just I, I know Booker <clears throat> and that injury hurts, but I they're pretty tough. I, I, I like what Phoenix does. I, I think they're going to get by New Orleans, but it may go seven. All right, and then last thing. Um, how – is the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves still employed? And I say that because every single game this series, there have been moments that I've watched all but the one that was on the couple that were on NBA TV. Um, but every game I've watched, I feel like, you know, you go, you give up a 21 nothing run and don't call a timeout. You're up 10 with two minutes, 30 seconds left and you lose. Like some of that has to be coaching. And I feel you know, a little bit of PTSD with some Gator basketball teams we've had here in the last couple of years. Because for 10 minutes, they'll look like, oh, wow, this team's got a real chance at beating Memphis. And then for the next eight minutes, they give up a huge run where they don't have a field goal. I mean, it's just kind of crazy to me how a professional basketball team can look like that. Do you think that's coaching or do you think that's more on the guys on the court? And I'll get off the air. Sure. Thank you, Mike. Both. And remember, good or bad, Minnesota has not been a playoff team. But I don't care with that. I didn't see the game. So I'm doing this blindly, if you will. But, I mean, at some point, some coaches want to make his their team play through adversity. In other words, if, they, if the other team goes on a 10-0 run, I'm not calling timeout. Other coaches... When they see something go wrong, it's a 6 nothing run, bam, they call timeout. They stop the bleeding right away. So, you know, is it playoff inexperience? Is it – I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, if you go on a 20 nothing run and you don't call a timeout, that's a little, a little disturbing to me. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Are you enjoying the show? So, Steve, I'm going to give you, I think, three or four things. There's something to think about. And, and my first one would be uh, – let, let me let me try to get these right so I forget them real quick. But uh, number one, will Ben Simmons ever play in the NBA again? You know, I don't know what happened and what went wrong, but it doesn't seem like he's going to ever come back from that and, and, and play again. But hopefully he will. Number two, if if you remember that the Nets had a guy named Claxton, and he broke a record for 9%. Steve, I don't know if people out there understand, but that was free throw shooting. <laughs> that's that's almost going 
zero for zero, uh, uh, zero for ten, but I don't know. But nine percent will that ever be dead again in the in in the but uh, number three, Steve, in baseball. And I didn't say this, but you know, and I'm not criticizing them. But uh, when they hit home runs, you you didn't like that. You, it was steroids. When the pitchers are good, they were using something to make their, you know, and we were enjoying that. And and then they start off with a strike. Just let them play ball. And lastly, Steve, Joel and B, who played for the Rock, I would just some when you don't do nothing in June or something. Who is Chris Doring? I mean, you got the Petersons around here, whatever you want to call the area, but baseball guys too. But who who is probably one of the most profound and best local athletes, Vernon Maxwell, of all times in Gainesville, Lachaway County. Thanks, Stephen. Go Gators. Okay, thanks, Byron. Th- that's a great topic for the summer. But it would also, you would have to know who's from where, right? A lot of people who are in school here or have not been here for a while wouldn't even know Vernon Maxwell was here, okay? Or that Chris Doring or Travis McGriff or, you know, whoever, Doug Johnson uh, was here. Uh, Trey Mann was here. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it it is a one-stop party shop. You're gonna get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends, memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night they have different specials, like you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown.
The following is a commercial announcement. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Hey, it's Jeff Cardozo inviting you to join myself and the Wiley veteran Steve Russell every Wednesday at 11 o'clock right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF for On Deck, a show dedicated exclusively to a sport near and dear to our hearts, that of course, baseball. We're going to give you the ins and outs on everything you need to know about baseball, from the latest to what's going on in Major League Baseball to our boys in the orange and blue. It's On Deck every Wednesday at 11, where we'll knock it out of the park. The College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida congratulates our students who graduate this weekend. We are proud of everything you've already done and that you will accomplish in your careers. And remember, it's great to be a Florida Gator. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Peyton emails and said, would fundamental baseball tell you to always take, always take the first pitch from a fresh pitcher, including the starter? No. He says, unless, of course, the pitch is coming right down the middle. Well, but if you're going to decide to take the pitch, Peyton, it's not going to matter where it is, right? In other words, if you're up there and I'm a leadoff guy and I'm looking to maybe get a walk, I'm going to make him throw me a strike, I'm going to take that pitch if it's right down the chute. And sometimes if I think from, from a scouting report a guy comes in from the bullpen and he throws first pitch fastballs and I get one, I might swing at it because I know what's coming. So, I mean, a, a lot just depends, you know, on, on the pitcher, the scouting report, et cetera. Steven says, do you think Jerry West is overreacting to the HBO series winning time? No. Th- Steven, think about if somebody was impugning your character like that. How would you react? I'm not saying he didn't. I don't know. I interviewed Jerry West once, but I don't know how he how he was then. But obviously, uh, and from from what I have heard, 
people talk of him in that role, he apparently was not like that. But can you imagine if somebody's impugning your character? Oh, yeah, that's okay. Especially on, you know, on a national, yeah, that's okay. Don't worry about it. No, of course, he's not overreacting. I think he's doing the right thing. He's defending what he thinks is right. Um, let me finish and give you the full statement of Scott Strickland here uh, on the firing of soccer coach Tony Amato. The decision was extremely difficult. My thorough evaluation of the soccer program is that there is a disconnect between Tony and his athletes. We've worked diligently with Tony since last fall when I first became aware of challenges with relationship building and communication. As the issues continued to be brought to my attention, it became apparent that sufficient progress was not being made and Tony was not a fit for the University of Florida. Therefore, it's my assessment in order to have the program we all expect, this change is necessary. I appreciate Tony's hard work during his time here and wish he and his family the best. I fully recognize the disruption that this causes our athletes and program. We all wanted this to work, but ultimately it's my responsibility to do what's in the best long-term interest of this program and thus this decision. We're totally committed to having an outstanding soccer program. I assure everyone this is extremely important to all of us as we begin the search for our new coach, unquote. Well, this is part of what athletic directors get judged on. Their hires, how successful those hires are. Certainly, Cam Neubauer and Tony Amato would not be successful hires. We will see with Billy Napier. We will see with Todd Golden. We will even see with Kelly Ray Finley because that is his hire now. So, you know, so far it's been 0 for 2 for sure and some that are pending, if you will. All right, we've got about uh, five minutes, maybe a little less than that. Uh, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. BB says, totally mystified why Dan was conducting recruiting the way he was after hearing your interview today. Look, I don't. maybe he's listening. I have reached out to Coach Mullen to come on here, um, and he politely declined because he said he wanted to decide what his next move was going to be in his future. I, I totally respect that. But that is one of the questions I would ask him. But here is my thought process on that. See if you can connect the dots here, BB. Whether you like Dan Mullen, whether you don't, okay, Dan Mullen did get Mississippi State to be the number one team in the country, and they did not have great recruiting classes. So they developed talent. They had a lot of guys go to the NFL. So that formula worked. So take that formula to Florida. You hope it will work. The thing that's always um, intrigued me about this and what I would love to ask him 
is you coached under a guy who recruited his rear end off. I mean, you can question some of the off-field stuff with those guys, but I don't think anybody would question the talent that Urban Meyer recruited here with Dan Mullen as an assistant coach. So you saw what that talent can do. So, I mean, yeah, if you're a fan, you do kind of think, you know, a little strange. Uh, Two last emails here. Jackson emails and says, um, shocked to hear about the soccer coach uh, after just one year. Do you know if it was something similar to Neubauer? I, I don't it, – it's it's funny. Scott was being made available today uh, over at the soccer facility, but, you know, we had no time to get there. It literally was going to be a half an hour after this was released. But, I mean, I think it's going to be a question he's going to be asked. It is just, in, just in, in fact, that. You know, I don't think he's going to go into detail uh, about the, what the disconnect was. But he used that word, Jackson, disconnect with he and the athletes. And, you know, the next question I would ask is, how do you not find that out in the interview process? Do you, do you go back and talk to the schools he was at and say, were there any disconnects there? And look, maybe they just came up now. When Neubauer came from Belmont, I would imagine Scott Strickland talked to Belmont people and said, what's he like? You know, how was he? And he could have been perfectly fine there. We, we, we don't know that. And we may never know that when it comes to stuff like this. So, but it is, I mean, you don't see this very often where, you know, coaches let go after one year, albeit a shaky year. And, you know, I do know the little knowledge of soccer that I have, what he was implementing was a different style of play than what Becky Burley had employed in her long tenure here. And maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Don't forget, tomorrow we are on for one hour, 12 to 1, so we can bring you Rays baseball live tomorrow as they will play the Seattle Mariners. Mariners Mariners won last night. Well, thanks today to a long guest list. Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports Talk and Gator Football Recruiting. Ashlyn Sullivan, in-house reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, talking about what they might do on day one of the draft tomorrow. Dejon Reynolds, Gator wide receiver, talking to us here live with our partnership with the Gator Collective. Mandy O'Leary, the coach of the lacrosse team as they play their final home regular season game against Jacksonville today at 6.30. And then Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com, their columnist talking about the resignation of NCAA President Mark Emmert. A lot today. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for the calls, emails, questions, comments. We always appreciate uh, when you participate. It makes it a whole lot more fun. Thanks to Zach for doing double duty today, uh, doing the uh, on-deck show and sports scene today. And most of all, we thank you for listening. 
You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, they're famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs.